Hello there. So yes, this is a 1% better episode released on a Tuesday night just because I have a few of these 864 short versions of 1% better ready to go from last year that haven't come out through this channel before. So I decided to do one tonight, get it out there. Hopefully it's something you enjoy. Big episode coming on Friday with Barry Schwartz, but I said I'd do this just in preparation for that, get you listening midweek, and hopefully it's one you enjoy. It's short, and there's a bit more in the intro. So there you go. Enjoy it, and have a great week. Good luck. Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey guys, just a quick one to say this is an episode of 1% Better of the 864 variety, the shorter episodes that still are hopefully full of useful information. This one focuses in on taking profit first and financial management. It's with a gentleman called Mike Mihailovic from the US. Interesting character and author social media presence quite strong as well check them out links in the show notes and obviously in the episode hopefully you enjoy it we're keeping it short as is this intro have a great weekend or a week ahead and as always please do help me with the reach uh, by sharing by subscribing by rating and reviews even all right enjoy this one with mike mihailovich good luck this is the 864 Podcast from Rob of the Green, providing you with some insights, ideas, and actionable takeaways in just 864 seconds or 1% of your day with the explicit goal of making you get a little better, even if it's just 1%. Here's your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, welcome to the 864 Podcast. Delighted to have you along. This one is with Mike Mikhailovich. He is a very well-known author, a podcast host, a columnist for the Wall Street Journal, and he's even hosted a reality TV show in the US. He's a powerhouse guest to have on so early in the 864 season, and I'm delighted to share this one with you. Mike, welcome to the show. Rob, thank you for having me. Mike, I was looking through your bio, and you have a a series of books that you've written, and I was very interested and, and Certainly looking forward to hearing a little bit about the I suppose the, the journey of, of putting those together and sharing some nuggets that some of my listeners can take on board, probably more around personal finance or maybe business finance, but maybe give yourself a little bit of an introduction there rather than me spoiling it. Sure. So uh, I'm an author, I'm a full-time author, but also an entrepreneur. I've, I've had the good fortune of growing and selling some companies. I've also had the bad fortune, which turns good because you learn from it, of starting about 10 companies that failed. Um, but I also, And I also do run a, a couple companies today. But my full-time endeavor where I, where I devote my focus is on being an author. And so I've written five books. Uh, Profit First is the one on, on business finance. That's the most popular book. Uh, but also Surge, The Pumpkin Plan. Uh, I got a brand new book called The Clockwork. So um, that's what I do. My, my, my goal is to support small business entrepreneurs, the, the perceived underdogs of the world, and give them the tools to to be the force, the force of good in, in serving their clients. Brilliant. And obviously, because you've written so many, they're obviously been successful. So there must be some, some goodness in them. 
<laughs> I hope so. You would yeah. hope. You would hope. Um, I also read in your bio that um, we obviously don't don't get every American TV show over here, but you uh, you hosted a reality television program called Bailout. Oh yeah, and that's a, ooh, that's a blast in the past. Yeah, so I've done a few shows, but there was a show called Bailout uh, that aired very briefly here, and the show was going into businesses. I was given 24 hours to resuscitate a dying business, okay. and so it takes it takes extreme measures in a business like that. These were companies that were about to get the doors shuttered and locked uh, unless something big changed, and the hook too was. I wasn't giving any resources. It wasn't like I could take a million dollars from someone and throw it into the business. I had to find a way to get the owner to turn it around overnight. And that was what the show was about. And you had that 24-hour window. You're kind of on the clock there like we're on the clock on this show, strangely enough. But um, what would would your your approach be to to look at instantly? Is there certain things you always look for from a failing business that you could tackle or approach and and make that quick change potentially? So in every business, the one thing that can be changed immediately and have an immediate impact is always, always the mindset of the entrepreneur. And it's the most overlooked thing. We look at, oh, I need to fix cash flow. I need more customers. I need more of this. I need more of that. But the mindset of the entrepreneur is the critical one. So, so one of the shows, for example, it was a business that was dying from debt. They had all this money just flowing out of the business. And the mindset shift had to be with the entrepreneurs understanding that they're spending money unnecessarily and they justified everything. They thought everything was appropriate. So what I did was during the show, I had their, their Mercedes, the two Mercedes they owned uh, towed away and we replaced it with a, uh, an ice cream truck. And the reason, the reason it was an ice cream truck is we were able to get a free ice cream truck from a, a, a guy who owned it who said, you can use my truck during the winter. I don't use it. And this way my truck's driving around. I get some free advertising. Mm. And so it was, it's kind of a punch to the face of, of how they were spending money. And you, they heard from everyone and their mother, you spend too much money, you spend too much money, you need to cut it back for years. And they actually spent more and more. So to make a shift you really have to change your mind and, and you got to tear that bandaid off. You got to do something drastic in the moment. So you feel the impact. And so, uh, from that day forward, their, their new ride was an ice cream truck. Um, and they started to realize, wow, now I'm not spending you know thousands of dollars in, in lease payments. Where else can I cut my costs in my business? Um, and that's how we, we turned them around. Brilliant. And did you maybe, you know, weeks and months further down the road, go back to any of those businesses that you worked with for those 24 hours and see how they've developed or grown? Yeah, we have. Um, and I say we, you know, there's a, I go back, but there's a uh, production company, uh, sure. the video, the TV company. Um, sadly, a lot of businesses don't sustain the change. Mm. They get excited about it, they do it. But the challenge, and this is true, I think, for all your podcast listeners, is it is very, comfortable to do the familiar and even if the familiar is working against us you know, people say in relationships that are bad relationships not because they like the bad but it's just it's predictable it's familiar and so we get very comfortable with things that are not serving us and this is true in relationships it's true in our finances it's true in all elements of our lives so the shame is i'm given 24 hours to fix a business i have to do something that uh, effectively resuscitates them, gives you know from a financial heart attack or whatever their situation is, but it doesn't mean that they're going to stop smoking. It's not doesn't mean they're going to stop doing the unhealthy things in their business. Some of them just 
go back to the rut of the old ways yeah very very true i do talk about routine and habits a lot on, on the longer one percent better podcast so so maybe yeah. there's a few common mistakes that people make that uh that you can look at and and you could maybe give some tips around how they could actually make those changes sustainable Sure. Well, the first thing I want to talk about then is this concept of profit first. I think this is, of all the books I've written, this is the most important and the most impactful because it's such a simple change. Here's how it works. We've been told in our entrepreneurial lives, our business lives, but our home lives too, is that profit, the, the, the benefit of running a business, the benefit of working hard, comes last. We're told that profit's the bottom line, profit's the year end. Hmm. And I believe all that stuff is uh, is wrong. I believe it's actually a lie. Because when something comes last, the, the behavioral definition of something la- coming last means it's not important. Like if I, if I go to the doctor's office, I don't, and the doctor says, you need to focus on your health. I don't come out of the office and say, starting today, I'm going to put my health last. Hmm. It's absurd. I say, starting today, I'm going to put my health first. Sure. So it's human nature. What comes first gets addressed. What comes done gets, it comes last gets delayed. So what I believe with profit first is every business needs to take its profit literally first. When money comes into your business, the first thing you do is take your profit, a predetermined percentage, 10 or 15 or 20% or whatever. You then hide it from yourself and you run your business off the remainder. And that little simple, subtle change, it's not, it's not a shell game. The impact is dramatic because now you know it's truly left to run your business. You are guaranteeing profitability because you take it first. In our home lives, it's the same thing. This is the pay yourself first mentality. You take care of your future first, reserve your profits, and then run your lifestyle off the remainder, and you'll always have money available. The shame is we do the reverse. Most people spend every penny they have, and then when when an emergency arises, they don't have the money to do it, or they run up debt, uh, they don't save for the future. This little subtle change of taking our profit first has a massive impact on our business and our personal lives. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, a brilliant analogy. And I was reading again on your bio, it seems like you have kind of health analogies to some of your, your books, definitely with profit first. But is that something you, you take an approach on when you're, you're, you're putting a book together that you look for some sort of analogy to align it to that people can resonate with more? Yeah, and I, I think you know all the answers for life's challenges. I think are already out there. They just need to be repackaged. Uh, the person who invented Velcro didn't invent something new. What they did is they noticed in nature that there was this plant that when you walked by it, the burrs of the plant stuck to you. Hmm. And under a microscope, he saw nature's version of Velcro and just made it out of plastic, and had this wildly successful new concept. Profit first is the pay yourself first principle. Something that's always been teached. I wrote another book called The Pumpkin Plan. And what I did was I discovered that there is a small faction of farmers. They're in Ireland too. Mm. They grow these colossal, like massive pumpkins or different plants. And what they do is they, they just change the standard process, the standard growing process just by a little. But these little small changes have a great impact on how the plant grows. Well, I found... The translation to business is instead of trying to fix everything in our business, which most entrepreneurs do, address only a small select pieces of the business and the business will respond with explosive growth. So that's my thing. I I always pick analogies. Uh, I studied the surfing industry and found how the catching waves is also the same process you follow in catching the momentum in a market. So that's my book, Surge. Uh, There's always 
opportunities that already exist, I believe, uh, in nature, in life itself, and can be translated into serving our business. Mm, I like it. Uh, the Velcro example is cool. So your new book that's coming out in August, Clockwork, can you talk a little yes. bit about what the, the concept is that? Yeah. So uh, I believe that entrepreneurs, business owners have a hierarchy similar to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. where you know I think the base is water and shelter. Well, I believe the base for every business is, is, is profitability. If we don't have money in our business, all of our focus becomes on desperately getting money into the business. But once that's addressed, then we go to the next level up from that, and it's recovering time. I think once we're making adequate money for ourselves, we can support our lifestyle, that then we're hungry to recapture time. I don't want to work all the time in my business. Even if I love what I do, I want to be able to experience life, spend time with family and friends and experience the world around me. How do you recover time? So clockwork is how do you make the business run on automatic? How do you make the business run without any of your input where you can do what you want to do, but the business continues to push forward and grow and generate profit for you? So the book's a study in that. Okay, so so uh, uh, the concept of like a passive income maybe as well that would tie into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the subtitle I call it Design Your Business to Run Itself. Yes, passive income. It's really more the freedom to do what you want within your business. I mean, we started our business for two reasons. One is to support our lifestyle. Another one is for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And many entrepreneurs are just in this grinded out mentality. It is, and, and sadly, it's become very popular. You know, how, mm-hmm. how hard are you hustling? How hard are you grinding? Mm-hmm. And people are working longer and longer hours. I don't think that's the solution. Yeah, yeah we got we to gotta work hard and we got to pay our dues. I agree. But as our business grows, we need to redirect that business to support us, to, to allow us to live the lifestyle we want. So not really passive income. Passive income is where you don't do anything really and money right. just generates. This is the freedom to choose what you want to do within your business. Okay. Albeit your choice may be, I don't want to work in my business at all. And the, the book provides guidance for even that level of uh, – disconnection if you will from the business just on the book writing process mike i'm fascinated about that myself how do you approach that and were you always a a budding author no i wasn't always a budding author and i would argue it's not my natural talent i love being an author um i'm just it's it's a hard effort for me to write it clockwork took me six years to write i hear these these webinars oh write a book in 30 days (laughs) you know i can't even write a page in 30 days uh So it takes a lot of effort. Here's the one kind of key thing for anyone aspiring to be an author. Put every ounce of your knowledge into it. Every book I've written, it's everything I know. Mm. There, there's no hook. There's no like if you don't do the next – you know, you, to do the next step, you have to call me and hire me. I put everything into it. And I discovered that if you put everything into it, then people start talking about it. They said this, this is the book that's the Bible in this category, and they buy it. I think the mistake – some authors make is they try to make the book a sales piece for them and those books i believe are destined to fail yeah yeah i've uh, i've seen a lot and i've seen a few webinars in the last while to write a book in 30 days it's funny you you should mention that um yeah so we're down to uh, the last minute of the show time flies mike so i'm going to ask you to give me a, a random number between one and say let's go for one and 50 and i'm going to ask you a, a couple of questions see what we get to in the next uh, 30 40 seconds all right, I'll pick number five. Lucky number five. Number five. Okay, what's your earliest memory? My earliest memory, kindergarten, walking in and meeting my new classmates. Two of those guys became my best friends for life. Oh, wonderful. Okay, another one. Go for it. 
Uh, 15. Okay. What's your biggest fear? Uh, the passing of my children. That would devastate me. Um, how about number 35? What's your morning routine? I get up. I, I work out for an hour, uh, either bike riding or lifting weights, and then uh, I eat my oatmeal, uh, read the paper a little bit online, and then head to work. Wonderful. Well, time is time is actually up, believe it or not. Uh, I, I'm going to be strict, even though I probably would like to go, go a little bit longer. Mike, thanks so much for being a guest on the 864 podcast. Uh, maybe just before we say goodbye, is there any other shout outs you'd like to give or how people could get in touch with you? Sure. So yeah, Rob, thank you for having me. Uh, if people want to get all the books we talked about, you can get free downloads. I used to write for the Wall Street Journal too, and yeah. you can get... Uh, yeah, you can get the articles I wrote for the Wall Street Journal. You you could subscribe to the Wall Street Journal and get them, or you can get them for free on my site. Go to MikeMikalowitz.com. Here's the shortcuts. My last name is so difficult to spell, <laughs> but any country, anywhere in the world, just go into Google, type in Mike, M-I-K-E, space Mick, M-I-C, it's an M-I-C, and you'll see the dropdown appear with that long Polish name. That's me. Click on that. Or if you want another shortcut, go to MikeMotorBike.com. That was my nickname in high school, Mike <laughs> Motorbike. So you go to MikeMotorBike.com. That'll bring it to my site, and all that stuff is there for free. Brilliant. I will include all of that good stuff in the uh, in the notes in the in the podcast once I put it out. And hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully we get an upsurge in um, people checking you out from from these shores. <laughs> and uh, look, thanks so much, and I hope you have a great uh, holiday when you come to Ireland in May. Um, I cannot wait to visit your country. Thank just, you. Just go Thanks, easy on the alcohol and uh, oh, I will. keep the morning will. routine going and uh, have a great time. Thanks, Rob. So this is the outro of the podcast, guys. You got to the end and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes. I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest. So check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one, as well as maybe the hundred or so that's gone before it. Why not check them out if you haven't already? There's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way and hopefully they're good things in this particular episode was there any one or two things that jumped out maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do do it now take it out write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode put a plan in place and then work towards it applying yourself deliberately over time take ownership build a habit improve get one percent better share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve that's what it's all about that's my hopefully inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website robofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better app page which i'm starting to add new content to over time there's a feedback page if you want to email me rob at robofthegreen.ie instead but it's all about trying to engage you and 
get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the is the website or at rob of the green on all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it tell a friend about it tell your family members about it share some of the ideas not only to your friends but to me is there anything i can improve upon sign up to the newsletter that's there as well i'm experimenting again with a group called slack rob of the green on slack this is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas you can sign up to that on the website as well all of this is obviously all free but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do it's there it's totally up to you everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better so to close i am always trying to improve and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place. Thanks for sticking to the very end. Talk to you next time and take care. Good luck.